welcome to Changing Academic Life. I'm Geraldine Fitzpatrick, and this is a podcast series where academics and others share their stories, provide ideas, and provoke discussions about what we can do individually and collectively to change academic life for the better. It has been a very busy time lately for me, and I'm feeling really bad that I haven't been able to put out more recent episodes uh, for the podcast. And that's a good lesson for me about walking my own talk about uh, we can only take on so much and uh, what we say yes and no to and managing space for other things in our life than work. So what I thought could still be useful, though, in the context of the last few podcasts around peer review practices is to do a replay of an extract from the interview that was published in February 2018 with Professor James Wilsden. And uh, Professor Wilsden was at Sheffield University. He's now moved to University College London as a professor of research policy, and he's very active in a lot of the initiatives around um, research assessment and responsible metrics and evaluation practices. And we know that our peer review processes feed into these assessment exercises in in very particular ways. So I thought it could be useful just to revisit this episode. And when I listen to it again, just picking up on some of the, the interesting issues around the values that our assessment um, decisions reflect in research culture and what we want that to be. So we'll pick up here at around 19 minutes of the original recording and Jane starts to reflect on what's the purpose of the research evaluation exercises that the UK had just gone through. So enjoy revisiting this episode and if you want more information about James's own background or the original episode um, and what he's doing now and some of the more recent reports he's been involved in, you can go to the webpage for this podcast and I'll link them all there. I think, you know, a lot of the debate here rests on, well, what's its purpose in terms of is it good value for money? Is it too expensive? Is it too cumbersome? If it's narrow purpose is simply the allocation of that block grant then clearly you could do it in lighter touch more automated ways you could even do it on a purely metric basis which would get you closer to some aspects of of how it works in australia and elsewhere Uh, and this was one of the reasons we did the metric tide review or at least we were asked to do it by the government was to look for the ref as a specific exercise is there a easy algorithmic way of doing it Um, so you know if purely it's about allocating grant and ensuring that you know, Oxford gets more or less the same share of available funding as it did last time, and Sheffield gets mm. a bit less than Oxford, but more mm. than mm. you know, whichever other university down the road. Then, then, then you could do it that way. But you know, the ref as it's evolved, and you know, we've been through you know successive cycles since the mid '80s of this exercise, uh, has come to take on a lot of other purposes in the system. Um, so when it has that allocation purpose, mm-hmm. it has that accountability mechanism mm-hmm. function with mm-hmm. government, which is very important yeah. as a second function. It has a sort of benchmarking function. So mm-hmm. as I say, all the politics departments, to take my specific example, go in. Yeah. Uh, in REF 2014, 
politics at Sheffield came third of all the politics departments in the country. That is a valuable piece of bent, and that's a that's a, a yeah. far more rigorous exercise than you know your average league table, you know, the Times Higher or the Shanghai yeah. Jiaotong, whatever. Yeah. A lot more work's gone into actually. Yeah. Uh, um, and so that's a useful piece of benchmarking data, both in terms of, of you know, management of the university, management of the department, in terms of attracting students, in terms of attracting academics, in terms mm. of... of uh, and then, I mean, the, the other two or three purposes that have accumulated around the REF are, uh, fourthly, it's used increasingly as a mechanism of driving culture and behavior change through the university system so because everyone's in it mm. everyone wants to be in it mm. it's actually the best way to effect wholesale change in research cultures now there's good and bad to that yeah. clearly just, you know you could say is this sort of but like to, to, to encouraging give... people to publish well yeah so so exactly so if, if we go back to the origins of the now what's now the ref Early was the RE, even had an earlier name than that, we won't go into mists of time. But in the mid 80s, when Margaret Thatcher was Prime Minister, uh, and I was still a teenager, so uh, I wasn't directly involved, but, uh, you know, part of the driver for it was improving productivity. It was, you know, she and some of her mm-hmm. ministerial colleagues were concerned that, 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 you know, the university sector was, was, not productive enough, you know. People were just sort of sitting around in ivory towers and not yes. doing any work. Smoking pipes. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, so, so now whether or not that was true, but so productivity was a big driver originally, and it, and and it did have a pronounced effect. And you yeah. still see that in on most productivity metrics, certainly on sort of pounds in, papers out, mm. the UK actually has the most productive research system in the world, even more than the US. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's no doubt that that's in part driven by the ref. Now, many people might say, well, it's gone too far, you know, down that road, etc. But that's a debate for another day. But certainly productivity was part of it. But in terms of behavior change, the introduction in 2014 of impact yeah. as a focus alongside outputs and environment in the exercise has had a massive cultural effect on the research system. And it was grumbled about by lots of people and, and people were a bit resistant at the point of its introduction in 2007-8 but I think most people sitting now in 2017 mm-hmm. so you know 10 mm-hmm. years on uh, would uh, uh, agree well not everyone but a lot of people would agree that that it's had a lot of positive effects in terms of uh, a um, creating a, 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 an incentive structure and a, a, an economy in a way around mm. impact related activities mm-hmm. which uh, as we said earlier should not be the driving force behind impact the reason you do impact should not be to get your bit of ref money but in the prosaic realities of institutions and resource mm. competition and all the mm. factors that drive the management of universities as as they do any organization the same in public sector or in the private sector I- inevitably if you place a, a a value on a set of activities yes. in the system yeah. that creates Excuse a set of incentives yeah. and yeah. And, it, and it's actually enabled universities to take a much more strategic and professional approach to impact it's actually enabled to source so, and this comes to your points about metrics and careers it's actually i would argue uh, enabled us to be much more supportive of a more diverse set of career pathways mm. through the system in that if you're in a system that only values outputs if it's all about journal articles yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean say the Chinese I mean I've done work on the 
science system in China. So I mean, China is mm-hmm. a very good example mm-hmm. of where you know huge government down and institution down pressure on people to publish, publish in volume and now publish in the right places. Yeah, and, so, you know, big yes. cash bonuses. If you get a paper yeah. into Nature or Science, you know, yeah. you will personally profit. You know, you'll get a whopping great boost in your salary. You know, so so it's a very very, and and I mean, you know. You can understand why, in terms of where China's research performance was and where it wants to mm. go, why it's making those mm. incentives. But I mean, it's also huge problems, as yeah. we've seen in terms of, you know, research integrity and yes. uh, yeah, and, yeah, and also just volume issues. Uh, in the British system, we've had that focus on outputs over thirty years, with with you know many good and some less good outcomes. Now we have a focus on impact that's still relatively young as mm. a as a as a, an explicit mm. emphasis in the evaluation process, I think it's by and large being a, been a good thing because it's, it's enabled us to take it more seriously. You can sit and have a discussion. I mean, we've just been through the round of annual appraisals we do at the yes. end of the academic year. So yeah. I, do, you know, I can sit and do appraisals with, with staff at all, you know, early career level or at professorial level. Mm. And, you know, there'll come a point in the discussion where we say, so, you know, let's just talk about your impact you know, what work you're doing that might, mm. you know, you're doing already that's having everything. And, and it's a, it's part of the mix of what makes, a, so you've got your research, you've got your yeah. teaching, you've got your impact. And I think yeah. that's a good thing, personally. As so someone you, who wants, get- as someone, A, who believes good research, not always, but very often will have impact, and, yeah. and B, that, you know, we should be trying to have impact where and we can. And especially in your area as well. Well, especially, yeah, I mean, in, 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 a pl- in, in social you- sciences. It's, I mean, I, I also totally accept that there are areas of research where, those impacts are are much longer term and, yeah. le- and more. Dif- you know, I mean, if yeah. you're working in particle physics, yeah. you know, you're not going to be going and you know giving evidence to a parliamentary select committee mm. next week about you know the Higgs boson. I mean, it's I mean, you, you know, other than in the argu- maybe an argument about funding for particle mm. physics, but yes. it, you know, so it's, I'm not saying that all research and to come back again to the ref. Remember, it's only one in ten academics, but yeah. it does mean that for those academics who value that as part of the portfolio of what they do, there is now a system and a structure in place to uh, support them in doing it, support them to do it better, and to reward them when they do it well, and alongside I, all the things that are there yeah. already in the system to reward them and for And I guess if there's not a, an, an individual focus on that, it does allow people who don't want to do that as much or don't... Whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, in, I mean, so one of the other good consequences of the REF having impact in 2014 is that we now have a body of case studies from the exercise last time and they're all in a searchable database that the higher education funding council for england has hosts it's a very good website mm. you can search by topic by discipline by institution you know you can pull the data out in all sorts of ways it, and there's seven thousand of them so there's a lot of them uh, so it's a great resource in terms of understanding you know the range mm. of impacts that research mm. has it's not all the impacts because of course not all of them are written in cases but it's a, a good slice of some of the better ones mm. and uh, um, it, you know it means we can uh, be much more strategic in our understanding of how impacts arise in what conditions in what and a few things fall out of the 2014 case studies one is that most impact case studies Seventy percent or more, I think seventy-five percent, were based on some kind of multi or interdisciplinary research. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, pure monodisciplinary research 
I mean, can yield yeah. good impacts, but but by and large, the case studies came from combinations, and very often they're they're collaborative. So you know, I often say this: impacts a team sport. It's mm. not a, you mm. know, so it's not about bigging up. I'm so fantastic. Look at my amazing. You know, it's often very much about telling the story of how a group of researchers, possibly spanning mm. departments or different faculties, have worked together to, you know, do a set of activities that have either engaged with business in this way and been or been used mm-hmm. policy or civil society engagement with NGOs whatever it is. So is the funding that's available to support research in the UK reflecting that interdisciplinary multidisciplinary emphasis as well or is the funding here still largely within disciplinary areas either in terms of the Well we we're we're, we're on the them? cusp of the biggest shake up in the research funding system here in the UK for for certainly 30 and arguably 50 years. Uh, we have had since, um, well, in, in many respects, since the mid-1960s and in its current form, certainly since the, the early 1990s, a set of discipline-based research councils. Mm. We have seven currently. Yeah. Uh, so you know, have the Biological Sciences Research Council, the Engineering and Physical Sciences Research Council, Economic and Social yeah. Research Council, doing social science, arts and humanities, etc. Uh, all of those are about to be drawn in under the umbrella of a new mega funding agency called UK Research and Innovation, which uh, formally comes into being on the 1st of April 2018. But the legislation to create it Mm. uh, was passed through Parliament just before the election that we just had here in in June. So it was passed at the end of May, basically. So it's a very one of the last things that Parliament did before it dissolved. So uh, this is quite big news. Those existing councils will still exist as, as kind of committees under that new body. But part of the rationale for pulling it all under one roof is to better support and enable cross-disciplinary and interdisciplinary work of various kinds. That's part of the rationale. Yeah. I mean, how well it delivers it is, yeah, you know, obviously the sure things, there'll be, be you know, well, it's a new institution, but that's, that's the ambition. Great. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so, so that's a big big shift i mean really big shift yeah. it's the biggest institutional shake-up as i say you know in in our in our lifetimes uh the other things that have happened alongside that which have further incentivized uh greater interdisciplinarity are firstly uh well we've we've got these two big new strategic funding sources in the system that will be administered under this new mm-hmm. uk research and innovation uk ri uh, the first of those is called the Global Challenges Research Fund, and this is money that's coming from the international aid budget here. Mm-hmm. So it's coming out of Department for International Development, not from the Ministry for, you know, Innovation yeah. and Science. Uh, it's one and a half billion pounds, so it's quite a substantial pot of money to be spent over a four or five year period. And the focus there is on research because it's development mm. money. It ha- it's research that has to be relevant to the development challenges and needs of, of uh, the developing world. So uh, the research should be done in collaboration with partners in eligible countries right. that are... Right. Uh, but also, almost by definition, because it's starting not from I'm a physicist doing physics research or I'm a politics, I'm a political scientist doing yeah. politics research, yeah. but from, you know, well, how are, how, you know, how is a, you know, how is Tanzania dealing with yeah. the twin challenges of yeah. 
malnutrition in one area and, and you know, the rise of obesity and non-communicable disease in another. You know, you're starting with the problems and they, by their nature, obviously tend to be inter or transdisciplinary in their in their formulation. People aren't sitting there saying, well, what's the physics? I mean, that's great. That's really so, where impact is. Yeah, so the impact we see from that funding, which mm. we'll see, obviously the impact will come later. I mean, the, mm. so the funding, the first couple of years of funding mm. for this have just now, uh, it's awesome, got going in the last 18, 24 months. Mm. The impacts that we get down the line from that will be very interesting because they'll be much more global in there. I mean, there were, even in REF 2014, there was an incredible array of international impacts already yeah. but we'll get even more because the funding system has got more yeah. international about yeah doing uh, so there's that and the other fund just to go back the other big strategic fund yeah. is around industrial strategy oh. and this is more i suppose in some ways more traditional terrain in that a lot of countries are, are better at pump priming uh commercialization of various kinds i mean we in the uk have compared say to the german system or a few others have not been as good at that translational funding perhaps mm. as 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 uh, we could have been although I, my experience you find every country laments mm. its failure to do this well <laughs> it's so universal everyone's always looking elsewhere where it's notionally done but we always look to the Germans as doing it well uh, so we haven't had as much so there's this big new industrial and this is 5 billion pounds 4.7 billion pounds towards research that is going to have a, a more immediate commercial so there the uh, Global challenge is the key is having partners mm. in the developing world. Yeah. Industrial strategy, the key yeah. is having partners in industry. Um, but again, the impact element of it is clearly mm. front and centre because here, you're, mm. in the former, you're having impact on social, environmental, yeah. economic development challenges. In the latter, you're having an impact on commercial yeah. imperatives. You know, of, it's of also kinds. opening up new career paths for people as well, isn't it? Because another um, incidental impact is you're growing people with different skill sets. You're growing people who are learning how to work at these intersections and becoming Absolutely. a new breed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I often talk about this as sort of new breed of brokers and boundary spanners yeah. that, that the system now demands. Yeah. And it's placing a premium on a skill yeah. set that... Uh, is not the traditional academic skill set. Uh, and obviously that's having its own effect on how we think about doctoral training, yes. how we think about early career research. Yes. But you also know. the REF, if you're one of these people who become boundary spanning, how do you fit your work just to the politics? Well, that is an yeah. interesting, yeah, that is a very interesting question. So, I mean, there is an inbuilt tension in the system over time in that if you push the whole system more towards interdisciplinary work, mm. You know, should you then come back and evaluate people in the politics department, in the politics panel? Mm. Of course, it's retrospective. So in a sense, in 2021, we'll be assessing the research that's been done over the period the old, 2014, old 2020. Yeah. yeah, so it, this really is a question for yeah. the REF in 2027 yeah. or whatever the that's one will be after. But, but I mean, it does. I mean, people like me who think about these systems mm. as systems, mm. you know, have already, I mean, I, you know, I written about this that I think you know now is the time to start thinking about yeah. exactly this what yeah. you're talking about you know if you push all the incentives in the system towards new ways of working how do we design an assessment system yes. in 10 years time yeah. that best yeah because the incentives as you said before incentives drive behavior exactly. and, and how do we have complementary incentive systems to do that yeah indeed so these are these are these are very good question yeah. we haven't I mean yeah. the short answer is we, 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 we haven't yet know. worked that out as the mm. UK system but mm. but you know it's on the agenda mm. and I mean it's you know I mean one you know there are two schools of thought on this new mega 
UKRI mm. funding, because all the ref money also sits under this new thing. One school of thought says, oh, God, it's terrible because it's, you know, a massive monolithic thing yeah. and it's going to control everything. Yeah. And there clearly is the potential in the structures for that, you know, scenario to, to play out yeah. where it becomes much yeah. more, um, where, you know, you, you basically inhibit or, or, or restrict the, the, the amount of diversity in the system, oh, yes. the sense of diversity of funding yeah. modes. And that's bad because one yes. thing we do know about funding systems Empirically, ecosystems in general. Well, indeed, yeah, but I mean, you know, that that's a that's there are a few iron laws in research funding, but one of them is diversity is a good thing. Uh, So that's a clear negative possible scenario. The positive is, you know, under that big strategic umbrella, it actually allows us to be more strategic long term and allow a bit more collective intelligence to arise. Now, I mean, I'm still, you know, I have days where I worry about the former scenario more, but uh, by and large, I think the, the. you know, especially at this moment where it yet, mm. isn't yet even up and running, we mm. have to be focused on the second of those, the, the more positive of those yeah. scenarios and trying to bring that about. Yeah, so a lot of stuff I've been writing about recently has been on this, this very question yeah. of how we make yeah. the most of these new structures. Yeah. So just going back to the metric. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So how are we doing for time? What, what, yeah, what, tend to, yeah. What, um, what are the metrics? What, what are the issues that you're seeing around metrics? Because they're sort of tied in with all of these initiatives. As well, yes. Yeah, well so so the, the metric tied was a review commissioned by the minister. Uh, he asked us, uh, the, minister, the minister of science at the time, asked us to go away and do an independent review of the role of metrics in the management of the UK research system. Mm. Uh, so a big part of that was, as I said earlier, about this exercise, about mm. the REF, because that's one very obvious part of the system where you could go heavily to a metric based evaluation currently the ref in those panels as we discussed uh evaluates stuff by peer review so all the stuff goes in and then these panels sit and assess it over a year-long period so it's quite it's a big this is it is labor intensive uh, and there's a lot of arguments about how well and badly it works but it is peer review is the dominant methodology Uh, in some panels, you can still draw in citation data as a support to that yeah. peer review, but you do, you know, it's, it's not metric driven, it's peer review driven mm. metrics may play a supportive role. So we looked at the whole system, uh, for the ref, but our, the group that, that I had working with me, I had a fantastic committee that we set up, some great people on it, mix of scientists, social scientists and other, other and I'll put a link to this. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So, so it was a, yeah. yeah, it was a great process. I mean, as a process, it was good. And we spent a long, you know, spent a year and a bit working on it. A huge amount of consultation through the community, lots of workshops, lots of, you know, calls for evidence and submissions and various kinds. So it's a big, big process. But our conclusion was that in the uh, narrow context of the ref, that there were more negatives associated with going hard to a metric-based yeah. system than there were positives. In that, yes, you might remove some of the burden of running the exercise but in doing so you would actually choke off a lot of what was good about the ref Uh, so to give a few examples of where the problems were i think we can all imagine the automated Mm. version where Mm. we ask elsevier to do Mm. the exercise for us Mm. at the touch of a button uh the the negatives of going down that route are firstly in the current ref it allows for a whole diversity of different outputs so journal articles are part of it as i said but you could Mm. still also put in books uh, and if you're in more, uh, you know, art-based and yeah. other, you know, some, some yeah. humanities disciplines where you've got a range of other research outputs, they could all go in and they could be evaluated and, and there wasn't any yeah. sense of a hierarchy that a journal article is a priori better thing than a book. Uh, and, of course, 
with metrics, as we know, I mean, they, the normal bibliometrics tend only to cover well journal articles. They yeah. don't cover well these other outputs. Yeah. So that, that, that's one very obvious reason. In my own area, in politics, uh, around a quarter of the outputs that were assessed uh, in REF 2014 were books and monographs because people, you know, as is that's the case in, in lots of yes, humanities and social that's sciences, people... in your discipline. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very common. And, yeah. uh, and, and of course, you don't get good metrics for those. So, mm-hmm. so there'd be a big... That's one reason. We had concerns over the equality diversity consequences uh, in that, you know, there's, again, a good body of work on, um, you know, the gendered nature of citation practices. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. it's a bit subject and... Yeah, discipline specific um, about what it would do in terms of early career versus more you yeah. know, mid career, late career people. So the whole set of things there that we were worried about. I mean, they they, they are surmountable in some ways, but they've got to be thought about quite carefully. Um, and uh, we were nervous about the 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 switch to a sort of more algorithmic solution. Mm. Um, and then also, if we go back to impact, as we've discussed, being this whole new area of the REF, mm. if that's 20% of the exercise, currently we're recording impact through narrative case studies. That's not convertible to a metric no, formula. Yeah. We have now got a whole range of new metrics for impact, so-called alt metrics yeah. that, that go beyond citations but capture mm. other things, you know, social media, all sorts of things. Some of those are very interesting and fun to work with and, and good, you know, I'm a great supporter of experimentation mm. with these things. But the, you know, none of them in our view were yet at the point where you'd want to base a, a massive national funding yeah. exercise around them. Yeah. And if you did, you'd unleash all sorts of perverse behavioural consequences. Mm. So you know, if you suddenly start allocating funding on the basis of how many yeah. times someone's research is talked about on Facebook or Twitter, you'd have sort of... Yeah, <laughs> you'd have you know, your Twitter bots start Twitter too. bots working 24-7, so, which you is know, always tweeting your work. Which is people can manipulate well, it. Indeed, and this was another... So, 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 so in the narrow context of the ref, we said no. But I mean, very importantly, I won't talk too long about this, I mean, very importantly, we interpreted our mission not simply to look at the ref, but to actually look at the whole way in which metrics yeah. are being used in the university and research yeah. system. And in that broader sense, and this is reflected in the title of the metric tie, we expressed serious concern about... Uh, you know, that rising pressure of, of uh, you know, quantification and, and yes. audit uh, yeah. uh, on uh, academic culture, academic life. Um, and a lot of the report is about how we try and manage that sensibly. We certainly weren't suggesting or pretending that one could switch all this stuff off and Not. wish it away. But we did argue that there is scope to govern and manage the systems of measurement that we have in place much more uh, sensibly and intelligently and humanely in terms of their effects. Um, and a lot of that is about being responsible in the way you design and use metrics. You know, the metrics mm. themselves are not, mm. this again comes back to science technology studies. I mean, the, mm. you know, the technomy metrics are a technology in a yes. sense. I mean, they're not, yeah. there's nothing intrinsically good or evil in it. And a, they're constructed. A, but it's all about how they use, how they're applied, yeah. what, what. And, and so we came up with this set of sort of principles and way for how metrics should be used yeah. at all, whether you're a funder yeah. or a university manager or, or, a, or, a, or an individual academic. And this was things like diversity of, of indicators. So, you know, in general, a lot of the problems arise when you overemphasize mm. something like the journal impact mm. factor or, or if it's in a CV context, someone's H index, you know, over, yeah. you know, that's where you get real problems. If you're taking a much broader portfolio of but indicators. That a lot though. 
Yeah, so yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Do, it's do a terrible problem. Do you have any problem. stories about the ways in which people may have changed practices because of these recommendations? Uh, yeah, I mean, put an emphasis on numbers. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, it's horrendous. I mean, we and we 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 asked for examples mm. from the community of, mm. of horrific practices, and, and I got a great big inbox full of them. So yeah, there's terrible problems. I think. There is more awareness of this now than there was uh, two, three, four years ago. Not just because of our review, although that was, you know, a, a prominent look at it in the UK system. But yes. you've had a succession of other, you know, in a sense, there was a sort of growing chorus of voices that we were trying to contribute to, that was, uh, uh, you know, gathering in in volume and intensity at an international level. So this is things like the San Francisco Declaration on Research Assessment, which came out in uh, 2012-2013, pushing very hard against particularly the emphasis on, on journal impact factors and particularly their use in the evaluation of individuals' mm, work. Yes. Uh, you then had things like the Leiden Manifesto for Research Evaluation, which was very closely aligned with what we were doing. Mm-hmm. In the, Paul Vouters from Leiden University was on my group and obviously one of the authors of the Leiden Manifesto. So, uh, uh, so there's been a few different different things that, that have, mm-hmm. have been published at the international level. And I think that has heightened awareness. Certainly we're seeing here in the UK a growing number of universities as institutions adopting policies and statements of, mm-hmm. of, of good practice with respect to how they will use... Uh, Bibliometrics and altmetrics yeah. in in their own management in practices, or promoting yeah. and, and obviously we did have a material effect on the design of the ref. In that our recommendations not to go for a metric ref were accepted Good. and then endorsed yeah. by the government. Yeah. So, in that particular quite hard edged mm. debate, where it could have gone the other way, I mean, I had a very difficult meeting at one point with the minister, new minister, because the minister had changed by this point. As it often happens with these things, you start with one, you persuade them, and then mm. bloody. <laughs> reshuffle out and start all over again. So, 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 <laughs> one very difficult moment where it looked like they just decided to completely ignore everything we said and go for an all metric solution, and uh, and we clawed it back from that and and won the argument in that particular context. Right. So, I mean, that's a definite concrete. So effect. What do you do if you own CV as a as a concrete effect from your knowledge of metrics and how to present your own academic persona in your CV? How do you use? Well, I would you, never, I would do? never use journal impact factors or H indices in my, uh, you know, and I, I look very badly on that when I am in. I mean, obviously, I sit on a lot of interview panels as we all do, as you know, in, 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 you know, university management. I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I frown on. Yeah, I mean, you can't help it. Obviously, sometimes put, people put this in their CV. I mean, mm. uh, you'd have to be very hard-edged to completely rip their CV up and refuse to consider them as. But I, I, I don't. If someone brought it up in a panel while I was on it, I would be on them like a ton right. of So bricks. you wouldn't be using it at all as any sort of filtering mechanism to cut down your applicant pool from 30 to the five you want to interview? No, because I think there are better ways of doing it. I mean, it is difficult. I accept completely that if you're confronted with, you know, 400 CVs applying for a job and, yeah. you know, you clearly can't read all of their papers. But I yeah. think, you know, I, I, I think to simply look and say, oh, well, they've published in Cell, therefore yeah. they're better than this person who's published is, yeah. is the worst kind of sloppy yeah. practice. And we know that it's statistically illiterate in terms of, I mean, we yeah. know, you know I mean, it's, it's not, this is not a woolly social science argument because I'm a lefty who doesn't want to count yeah. with numbers. It's quite the opposite. I mean, you know, the people who are hardest on this are people who actually, are, you know, friends of mine who are statisticians who mm. go through the roof when you, you know. So, I mean, there's a very hard-edged reason why this is bad practice. And uh, I think it's incumbent on us to not indulge you know, 
processes of evaluation that we, you know, know yeah. empirically as well yeah. as uh, so normatively are, are bad, are bad, yeah. bad science. I mean, yeah. they're bad management science yeah. as well as bad science. So, so I, I, yeah. I, you know, now I mean, of course, people make judgments and use short. You know, we're human beings. There are all sorts of signifiers we use, mm. and academia is mm. full of those subtle signifiers that help people determine who is and who isn't and who isn't. but I think all we can do in you know if you're on an interview panel you're, or you're or you're evaluating stuff at a departmental level is just try and be very conscious of what you're doing be quite reflexive about yeah and 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 as I say do stamp out yeah explicit bad practice great uh, but- and I don't I mean I certainly haven't here experienced resistance to that you know people mm. by and large yeah, I think Except when you present argument. sort of the scientific argue, angle of it, you know, we, we, we should be practicing what we preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people, my, and... my, it's my friends who are, you know, the hardcore scientists who get yeah. most, you know, who have yeah. really looked at this and realize yeah. how utter bullshit it is. Great. So that's a great a note to yeah, end yeah, yeah. on. So thank you very much for your yes, time. And hopefully um, it will make us all a little bit more reflective when we're dealing with and thinking about these sort of numbers and look at the people and the work underneath it all. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You can find the summary notes, a transcript and related links for this podcast on www.changingacademiclife.com. You can also subscribe to Changing Academic Life on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And you can follow Change ACAD Life on Twitter. And I'm really hoping that we can widen the conversation about how we can do academia differently. And you can contribute to this by rating the podcast and also giving feedback. And if something connected with you, please consider sharing this podcast with your colleagues. Together, we can make change happen.